Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow, wow, wow. This day is finally here. <laughs> you know, when Pastor Abby first told me about this, I, I was like, ah, maybe something will happen and I won't get to go, you know. I'm watching as time kept going, kept going. I'm like, Lord, is this thing, I saw the fly, I'm like, this thing is really happening. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. And the day is finally here, praise the Lord. I'm so grateful to God for this opportunity to serve in his kingdom. And I'm grateful to God also for Pastor Abi. As he said, what he said is true, he keeps pushing me. And for me to be able to stand and share the word like this, it's due to the numerous opportunities that has granted me before. And it's truly an honor and a privilege. Thank you, sir. And greetings to the father and mother of the house, to the leaders, brethren. I trust you're having a wonderful Christmas morning. Hallelujah. It's truly an honor and a privilege to stand on this platform where so many great men and women of God have stood. And it really, truly is an honor. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Today is Christmas. Hallelujah. It is Christmas. And the thing about Christmas that is so important is not just its time on the calendar. It's not just the day. Hallelujah. There's a reason why it's important, and it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's because of the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest person who ever walked this earth. Hallelujah. Every time I study the words of Jesus, you know, I get, I'm just so amazed at the level of wisdom and intelligence with which he spoke, which, like John said, was out of this world, because he was from heaven. Hallelujah. John said, he who is from heaven is above all. Hallelujah. And, you know, we're going to look at a few things, but as I was praying about this message, the Lord, you know, instructed me to do something unique where I would usually end with this part. He told me to first start with it. Praise the Lord. So we're going to do a bit of that thing. You know in the movies where they start and they end and then they're like eight days ago. We're going to do that thing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I trust you'll be blessed and you'll be inspired. Hallelujah. So when we talk about Jesus, he's got many titles. He's many things. He's the creator. He's the bread of life. He's the alpha and omega Hallelujah, he is many things. But the main thing that I want to talk about today is that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That is the most important thing for the Christian to settle in your heart, in your life. That Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Looking at Acts chapter 2 verse 36. You know, when Peter began to minister, you know, after the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost, and he was speaking, you know, to those who had gathered around. He shared of the prophecy in Joel. And then he went on to speak about the Lord Jesus, how indeed God had made him Lord and Christ. How Jesus died and resurrected. Hallelujah. And at the end of that sermon, he said in Acts 2 verse 36, Therefore, 
Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Hallelujah. That was the summary of his message, that God hath made Jesus Lord and Christ. Hallelujah. Now let me go to Romans chapter 9, verse, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 9, chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. Apologies if I'm rushing. Like Pastor Abby said, we don't want to keep you for here too long. So, yes, please, we're going to move with speed. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with, them, with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praise the Lord. So it says that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. It didn't say if you confess the Savior. Praise the Lord. Even though he is a Savior. But he said if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you confess over your life the Lordship of Jesus. Meaning that at, from that moment you, have, you are submitted to him. He is Lord of your life. You, you are no longer your own. You belong to him. Hallelujah. That's what this means. That, and that it means he deserves your total submission. Hallelujah. And from that point you begin to exist for him. You live for him. He doesn't exist for you. Hallelujah. We are talking about the Lord Jesus. I know, you know, through, if you look at the different pictures that have been painted of Jesus in society, they are somehow, but when you read this, when you read and study the word, the Jesus that you see in the word, personally, I feel like he's a very scary person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because every time some, like John, when he met Jesus, he fell at his feet. When Paul met him, he fell at his feet. This is not an ordinary person. Hallelujah. He's somebody who we ought to live for. He ought to have the final say in your life. You know, unless if you are truly submitted to Jesus, you cannot truly call yourself a Christian. Hallelujah. There was something that the Spirit of God revealed to me some time ago, and he said, when it comes to Christianity, true life is found in your death. When you talk about Christianity, you, 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 when you say true life, it is found in you dying to yourself and living unto God. When you talk about freedom, it is found in submission. Hallelujah. That's how it is. Granted, there have been, you know, a lot of, in, in, especially in Christian circles, whereby there are very nice messages as though God is there just to bless you so that you can live your own kind of life and live a selfish life, but that's not true. The truth of the matter is that, that you find real fulfillment when you live according to his plan, purpose, and destiny for your life. No matter what the world may say, the world will always try and encourage you that find your own path, create your own way, 
you know, always trying to put you away from the Lord Jesus Christ. But when you live in his word, it doesn't get any better than that. Hallelujah. You know, I, I can boldly stand here and say I got born again at a very young age. And to some extent, you know, we got pushed into this life very early without even experiencing anything in the world. Hallelujah. Because I know, like, when I started to read, for example, my mother made me read the Bible. Hallelujah. That was the book I read. And praise be to God, I actually have a testimony. I was the greatest reader at my school, hallelujah, in primary. So it, it does have results, praise God. But so time went on, and truth be told, you know, there were times when, you know, things happened and, you know, you kind of start moving out the way. But thanks be unto God, I found my way back. Hallelujah. So I'm living for God fully. Hallelujah. The devil tried, but he failed. Praise the Lord. And one thing I realized was that every time I felt like I was going out of the way, I would always feel this deep sadness. It felt so empty. Like, what am I doing? Because at times, the world may try to overwhelm you with picture of life, how it should be, what is really nice, what is to be enjoyed, you know, what life really is. So to the point that as well, you're also like, really, but where am I, you know? Am I really living or... But every time it's like I went there, I'm like, but no. There really isn't any fulfillment in those things. Hallelujah. Like Jesus said to the woman at the well, he who drinks of the water that I give will never thirst again. That's what you find. When you eat of the bread of life, you'll never hunger again. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. So in Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. I know you've read these scriptures before, you've heard them again, but please just hear them again. Hallelujah. Let them sink deep. Praise the Lord. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's that title again. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. To the glory of God the Father. So, we said that Jesus Christ is Lord, so you live for Him. Hallelujah. You live for Him. Secondly, there is a cost to following Jesus. There is a cost to following Jesus. Even Jesus Himself, himself said you should count the cost to follow Him. He doesn't just want people who are going to come half-heartedly and then turn back. Because this is not an easy life. But it's most certainly worth it. Hallelujah. There is a cost to following Jesus. It involves carrying your own cross and not looking back. The, when you study in the word, it indeed says there will be persecution. All those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But when you look at the Bible... When they're in Acts, you know, when the disciples, when the apostles were persecuted, when they were whipped, they counted it a joyous privilege to suffer for the Lord Jesus Christ. What kind of a person is it 
that you rejoice when you are beaten for being associated with. It shows you there's something about this person. Who people rejoice. I mean, if you read history, you see how the apostles died. They died in horrendous manners. Hallelujah. Some were crucified upside down. Some were cut. Some were thrown into boiling oil. But these people said, they, in, in Hebrews it said, they chose not to accept deliverance. They chose to go through those things. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul said, I'm, I'm in a strait betwixt two. I don't know whether to depart and go and be with the Lord or to stay with you. What kind of a person speaks like that? It's a person who knows this person we are serving. He says, I don't know whether, should I stay or should, but nevertheless, for you, I will stay. That's what Paul said. Because he knows the one who is called the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, the monarch of the universe. Praise the Lord. When you know him, there is nothing that you won't give to him. Hallelujah. Because he's worth everything. He gave us all. So there is nothing that you could give more than he gave you. Praise the Lord. So you ought to know that indeed when you live for Christ, you will endure persecution. But it's certainly worth it. Hallelujah. Thirdly, when you talk about the presence and the influence of God in your life, it can be usually seen through fire. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that our God is a consuming fire. And it means that when he is in your life, you also are on fire. And with that fire, that fire sets you alight and it causes you to hate all that is evil and chase after all that is good and righteous. Hallelujah. That's what the fire of God does in you. When that fire is at work in you, when people want to do certain things, it will turn you aside and cause you to go after his path. Praise the Lord. That's how you know his presence is at work in your life. When that fire is at work in you, when you have a desire to win souls, to preach the gospel, when you have a desire to do all that is good and righteous, that's how you know his fire is at work in your life. So at every point in your life, you should be a burning and a shining light. You should be a burning and a shining light. A Christian is not an ordinary person. You are a burning and a shining light. You are not just a religious person who goes to church every Sunday. But every, your, you know that your Christianity is seen more outside than it is here. Wherever you are, there should be solution. Because you carry the wisdom of God. You should show the way because the world is full of darkness. But Jesus said he's made you a light in the world. He's made you the salt of the earth. Because of you, people's lives are preserved. Hallelujah. Because of you, people know the way to go. Because you carry light and you are light. Hallelujah. You are not an ordinary person. Praise the Lord. And then lastly, before we really get into the message, is it's a very nice introduction. <laughs> when the Lord was telling me, I was like, dear Lord. <laughs> lastly, it's 
We say to have him is to have access to the Father, to have truth and reality and life. According to what he said in John chapter 14 verse 6, that he is the way, the truth and the life. He is the way to the Father. Hallelujah. When you have Jesus, you have the way to the Father. And when you have Jesus, you have truth, reality. Hallelujah. That is very important to note because most of what we see in the world today is not real. Everything, what we call popularity, I mean, you don't have to go, look at social media. You know, people say that's life. People go through various things just to fake a kind of life. So most of the things we see in life or what we've been told is life is really not life. If it does not have Jesus, it is not life. It is not real. Hallelujah. It is not real. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth. He didn't say a truth. He said the truth. Hallelujah. So you always have to seek him to know truth, to know truth, to know reality. And we know that Jesus is the word. So the word gives you reality. It shows you what's real and what's not. And he said he is the life. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you very much. Let's get into the message now. We're just going to look at three quick points. Hallelujah. We're going to look at who is Jesus. We're going to look at what he's done for us. And we're going to look at what he's made us and the responsibility he's given to us. Hallelujah. Because today, as we know, it's Christmas. Yes, we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus. But unless you know who he is, what he's done for you, and what he's made you, that day will just be as an exchange of gifts and, you know, traditions that the world has made it about. Praise the Lord. And, you know, there've been, I, the more time goes, I've seen that there are a lot of discussions about whether it's Christmas on the 25th. No, it was a pagan holiday and all those things. You know, but the, we've chosen to celebrate the Lord Jesus. We've chosen to acknowledge his coming to the earth and all that he's done for us. Hallelujah. And I, think, I thank God that we still have a day when we can celebrate the Lord Jesus. We literally have a public holiday for that. Praise the Lord. In many other countries, they, I think we can give Jesus a big hand for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I said three points. Who is Jesus? You know, when you study in the Bible, Jesus did not just show up on the scene. Even from, gener from Genesis, we could see that his birth, his coming was foretold. Hallelujah. When you read throughout the Old Testament, the law and the prophets were really pointing to Jesus. Hallelujah. That shows you how important he is. That shows you how most people think, when they think the law and the prophet, they just think do's and don'ts, ten commandments and all that hard lifestyle. No, it, when you read it, the essence of it is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Just, I'll just read one scripture from John chapter 1, verse 45. John chapter 1, verse 45. Which says, Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Hallelujah. So his birth, his coming was foretold. And one of the things that Jesus did 
you know, was when he came, he came to reveal God. Hallelujah. Yes, when we summarize, you know, we know he said he came, he was born, he died, he resurrected. But one of the things he did as well, he came to reveal God and the kingdom. When you study his, his teachings, you see that he revealed God to the people. Because, you know, throughout the Old Testament, yes, God did speak to the people through the prophets. But he'd speak, then God would deliver them, they would go astray. Then he speaks to them, delivers them, they go astray. So this time he came himself. And he came to teach us about God. He came to reveal God and to teach us about the kingdom. Praise the Lord. When you read in John chapter 1 verse 14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Praise the Lord. And then going down to verse 18, it says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Hallelujah. So he came to reveal God. He came to reveal the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Because in Matthew, when he began to preach, he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. So he was reintroducing the kingdom life, you know, to the people. Hallelujah. And when you look at his teachings, you know, you'd find, or when you, you look at Matthew chapter 5, I'll pick the one where he said, in various places he says, you have heard that it was said, but I say unto you. Praise the Lord. You find that in, in various places in Matthew chapter 5. But for me, I love the one, at, it's the last piece where he says, you have heard that it has been said, you shall hate your, neighbor, your enemy and love your neighbor. But I say unto you, you know that portion, right? Where he says, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that, ha that, that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you. I love what he says. He says that you may be the children of your Father who is in heaven. Let me read it to you. Matthew chapter 5. Just one of the instances where Jesus revealed the kingdom and the ways of God to us. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. He says, You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies Bless them that curse you. What kind of a person would think of such a thing? Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. This life that Jesus brings, it really is contrary to the natural way of a person. Because you are usually just used to retaliating if somebody does anything bad to you, right? But he says, Bless the, love, your, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. It means you do good to them without any malicious intent or motive. You don't say, I'm doing this, but your time is coming. No, you don't do that. There's nothing like that. You are of a pure heart. Hallelujah. 
Jesus said, blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. He says, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Kai. <laughs> I mean, he's showing you how to be the child of your Father. How to be a child of God. We're not talking about somebody who just walked. We're talking about God. The one who sits on the throne in heaven, whose earth his footstool is. He says that you may be the child of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Let me read that again. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Perfection is in the Bible. Perfection is in the Bible. And Jesus would not tell us to be perfect if it was impossible as it's been made to seem. Praise the Lord. He says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. And he showed us how. You love your enemies. You do good to them that hate you. You exhibit the characteristics of your Father who does good and sends rain on the good and on the, and on the bad. His sun shines on the evil and on the, and on the just. Hallelujah. You don't withhold good from anybody because your expressing good to them is not based on what they do to you. It's based on who you are. Hallelujah. So that's what Jesus came to reveal to us, how to live as those who are in the kingdom, as those who live under God's kingdom, under his rulership, under his leadership. These are the kind of people who are in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Those who bring out good, regardless of the situation and circumstance. Those who, are not, those who are not responsive to circumstances, but they dictate the circumstance. Hallelujah. That's who we've been made. Hallelujah. We'll get there. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus came to reveal certain aspects of the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 13, you'll find him saying, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who went out and bought the whole field for a treasure that was in the field. Hallelujah. So when you study you know, the scriptures, you find different things that Jesus revealed. For example, the woman at the well. I'm not going through all the scriptures because of time, praise God. But I'm sure you'll go back. As time goes on, you'll study and you'll see these things. You know, when Jesus was at the, with the woman at the well, there's something he said. You know, he said, a time is coming when you will neither worship at this mountain or in Jerusalem. You know, when Jesus came, he introduced new orders. He introduced new ways. He says, it's no longer now about that mountain or Jerusalem going to a certain place. He said, but the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. That is very significant because when you read in the Old Testament, a lot of the times you'd find that the people would go to the place of worship 
they would do the ceremonies and the sacrifices, but it was just a physical act. It was not from the heart. In, in Isaiah, he'd even say, I don't want your fasting because you are not living right. He said, this is the fasting I want, where you feed the poor. Hallelujah. Where you live right. So it, it's no longer just about going to, you know, the house of God, going to that place or that place. But he says, those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. Because God is a spirit. Hallelujah. And the intent and thoughts and motives of your heart matter more than the things you do. Hallelujah. So those is, that's one of the things Jesus came to reveal, a new order, a new way of worshiping God in spirit and in truth. So there are a lot of things that Jesus revealed, hallelujah, that were previously unknown. And we really thank God for Jesus coming to the earth, hallelujah. Because the Bible says that he is the word of God, hallelujah. He was in the beginning with God. That's one of his descriptions, he is the word of God. We read that the word, the word was made flesh. What is a word? A word is that which expresses thoughts, intents, motives. Hallelujah. You can know what a person is thinking through their words. Hallelujah. Because you can't read minds. Unless some can, praise the Lord. But he is described as the word of God. Meaning, when he came to your house, the word of God came to your house. When he came, when you encountered him, you encountered the thoughts of God. You encountered the perception of God. You encountered how God sees certain things. Praise the Lord. He is such a marvelous, he is such a marvelous being that all of God's thoughts came tabernacled in this one person. He was born of the word. He, you know, he is the word. Hallelujah. That seed that gave birth to it is the word. The word of God. And that word was made flesh. Hallelujah. So to know him is to know the word of God. To know the word of God. Hallelujah. And... Now we move to the second point, what he did for us. Hallelujah. So Jesus lived on the earth doing many things. Hallelujah. Preaching and teaching the kingdom. Healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Casting out demons. Hallelujah. He did many things. And the time came when he died for us. Hallelujah. When he died for us. We know that he was crucified. He was buried and he rose from the dead for us. Hallelujah. And that was for him to pay the price of sin for us, to destroy the works of the devil and give us life. Hallelujah. Because of that, we now have life. We have been brought into the realm of life. Hallelujah. You can't truly live the life that God planned you to live without receiving that life. Hallelujah. Because now you are brought into a realm of divine possibilities. The kind of life that God wants you to live is not possible. No human can live it on their own accord. You have to receive that life that Jesus brought. 
and made possible for us to have. Hallelujah. Reading from Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 14 which says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. John 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but that they should have eternal life. Hallelujah. But that they should have eternal life. And when you look at that word life, it is the way, and it means the God kind of life. Hallelujah. It is the God kind of life. It is a superior, exalted, triumphant kind of life. When a person is born into this world, you are born with a human life. The animals have the animal life. The plants have their own kind of life. Praise the Lord. So when you are born into this world, you have the human life. But now when you get born again, listen to that phrase, born again. It should say something to you. That you are born. And the thing about being born is being given a kind of life. So when you are born again, you are no longer born with that human kind of life. You are born with that God kind of life. Hallelujah. That life that allows you to fulfill God's plan for your life. That life that makes it possible for you, you know, to live like Jesus did. Jesus was the perfect example of how we live as children of God. Because he was a son of God. We also now can do the same things he did because we have his life. Like I said, one of the things that happens to a Christian when you receive that life is that you are not somebody who reacts to circumstances. You have received that God kind of life. God never reacted to circumstances. He tamed them. That's one of the things that we're told in Genesis chapter 1 about a man. That God blessed them. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth. That means to have dominion. But man lost that right when Adam sinned. But through the life we've now received, we've received that ability to walk in dominion once again. No situation should overwhelm you. Hallelujah. You should control and tame the situation. You, bring it, you, you subdue it and bring it to your will. Because you are not walking on your own. Hallelujah. You are not doing your own thing in this life. But you are here to fulfill God's will for your life. So it means that when you are trying, going about your business, trying to fulfill the will of God in your life, there are things that come your way and they try to distract you. But God has given you power over those things. Hallelujah. And through the words that you speak, hallelujah, as you pray, study on the metal and the word of God and meditate, you tame those situations. Hallelujah. Jesus was in the boat. I love this. I mean, the ship, the ship was, was being blown about by the wind and the waves. The disciples, the apostles were panicking. Jesus was sleeping. 
when you read the Bible sometimes, it feels like it's a story. Like, how can a person be asleep when a ship... But personally, I'm not even, I haven't even thought of going on a cruise because I'm thinking, what, happens, what will happen when you are there, the land is there, and those things start happening there? <laughs> Praise God. The wind is blowing there, the ship is going like this. You know, you try picture what these people are going through at that point. But Jesus was asleep. When they woke up, they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? He didn't wake up and say, what's going on? No, no. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's one of the things you see in the Lord Jesus. Peace, perfect peace. He's the prince of peace. When you want to know peace, you just look at him. He came out and he said, peace, be still. He spoke to the winds and the waves. Hallelujah. He was showing us the possibilities of a child of God. You too can speak to the wind and waves. We've seen such things happen with many men of God who perhaps when they were having a program, wind blew, the rain stopped. Or for example, there were times when you've heard, especially in America with the hurricanes, men of God would speak to it and it would turn and go a different direction. That is who we've been made. We are children of God. We are sons of God. Praise the Lord. When we say we have his life, that's what we mean. We mean we are born of him. And we now have possibilities to live a supernatural life in this earth. Because Christianity is not an ordinary life. No, you can't live Christian, a Christian, a genuine, authentic Christian life on your own human strength. No, you cannot. It begins when you receive the Lordship of Jesus Christ and you receive his life in you. Hallelujah. Then you receive the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you now can do things. You now you can do wonders and do the works of God that he has ordained you to do. Praise the Lord. So he came and delivered us from sin. He paid for us. Hallelujah. He paid for us. He didn't just come and, you know, uh, just take something and put it in your place. No. He, he died for you. There was a price to be paid for sin, which was death. He didn't take a lamb somewhere. No, he himself was the lamb, the lamb of God, which take away the sins of the world. He died in your place. That, that's why I love that song, which says, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. You'll never know because he took it for you. He paid that price for you. How, how could you not live for such a person who has proved, who, who not only told you about his love, but he proved it for you? He took your place that you might take his place. Hallelujah. He became sin that you might become the righteousness of God. When God looks at you, he doesn't see a sinful person because he looks at you and sees his righteousness. A righteousness that you could not earn on your own by your own good works. But now that you've become righteous, you now have the ability to live rightly. Praise the Lord. Sin is no longer a problem for the child of God because he, you now have a new nature. A nature of righteousness. You are no longer under the law. Sin has no dominion over you. Praise the Lord. 
Because you are under grace. And being under grace doesn't mean you can live anyhow. It means you've received divine enablement to live above sin. You've received the righteousness of God. You are empowered to live rightly. When you talk of righteousness, it is a kingdom term, which means in alignment with the laws of the king. It means you live rightly in line with the laws of the king. Yes, in the Old Testament, it was not possible for them because they had not been born again. They were trying to keep laws that were spiritual, but yet they themselves had not been regenerated in their inner man. But now you have received the life of God. You have received the nature of God because of what Christ has done. And indeed, now you can live that life. It is no longer laws that are impossible for you to keep. It is now just something that is natural to you. What you ought to do now is to renew your mind. Praise the Lord. Because when you got born again, it was your spirit that received the life and the nature of God. But now, in order for you to be able to live that life, you have to renew your mind. Your mind didn't get born again. It is renewed and transformed by the word. You have to now, it's, it's more than just changing thoughts. It's, it's a transformation. Meaning that your thoughts are upgraded. The way you think is upgraded to match up with this higher life that you've now received. So when your thoughts and the life you received match together, the resulting action is the life that you live. A life that is pleasing unto God. Praise the Lord. So as a child of God, you've now received, you are born again, you now renew your mind, you transform the way you think. Because that's what Jesus was saying in essence when he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent is a term that means change the way you think. Praise the Lord. So you can't live in the kingdom with the old way of thinking. Your way of thinking has to be aligned with God's word. Hence we study the word. Hence we come to church, receive the word of God, fellowship with other believers so that we can ultimately build the mindset that will sustain us in this life of righteousness. Hallelujah. So we thank God that indeed he took us out from the power of darkness. Satan no longer has a hold over your life. It doesn't matter how things may seem right now. Maybe there may be something you may be struggling with, but as you study and look into the word, you will see the, you, the real you, the new you. Hallelujah. What the word says about you is more real than what you may see out there now. And that is what you should do in this coming year. Hallelujah. Stand on the word of God. Dare to stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. He came to give us life. This life is shown in our body. No sickness for you because you are a child of God. When we, we see that, the one person asks, Lord, if it is your will for me to be well, you can heal me. Jesus showed that it is will. He said, I will be thou cleansed and made whole. Hallelujah. So it is for you. You, you, you know, this life that you have received, is, it shows in your body. It shows in everything about you. You, walk, you live in victory. You live a life of dominion. Hallelujah. Because that's the life he's brought to us. And then lastly, we said, what he has, we're going to look at what he's made us and the responsibility given to us. We have seen who he is, the word of God, the son of God, and all the things that he's revealed to us about the kingdom. Because he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. And we've seen what he has done for us. He took us out from Satan's dominion and he's brought us now into his kingdom. A kingdom of light. A kingdom of love. Hallelujah. And now we, we, we know that after he's done all of this, you know, after his resurrection, there's something that he did. And there's something that he said to the apostles in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said we will be his witnesses. Oh, Lord Jesus, we will be his witnesses. This is more than just somebody who goes making noise and just preaching. Because to be a witness means you are a proof producer. You produce proofs of his resurrection. When you are in a place, praise the Lord, this was not for the apostles only. This was for every child of God. When you are in a place, the proof that Jesus died and resurrected and is alive today is seen through you. It is seen through your words. It is seen through the things you do. One of the things I'm grateful for, in as much as I did not like it when it was under process, there was this thing that my mom used to do. She still does it, actually. Whenever there was a sick person in the family, she'd say, come. I would say, oh, Lord, not again. And you'd find usually we're in a circle, we're ready to pray, maybe we're leaving, you know, and, but she'd always call me and she'd say, come. This person is sick. We need to lay hands. I would say not again, but we do it. And years later after that, I realized, and I'm so grateful to God, that she helped me put the word of God to practice. She helped me to put the word of God to practice by me being a witness. When you lay hands on somebody, you are witnessing that Jesus is alive and that health belongs to that person. That's what you are doing. So it's not just about you being healed and living in divine health. You go out there and you lay your hands on others. You pray for others. Somebody may be going through a situation, but you who has the spirit of God, you know, you who has the spirit of God, you speak a word from God that changes that person's life. You don't have to say, oh, please come, let's take you to the pastor. No, there is the place for that. But you also have your place. You also have a role to play. Hallelujah. The words you speak are not ordinary. You are a person filled with the Spirit of God. A person filled with the Spirit of God speaks the Word of God. You are a messenger of God. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, is made, it says, He has made us kings and priests. You are a person with authority. As a king, you have authority. As a priest, you minister to God in things that pertain to men. So you intercede for others. You intercede for others. You pray for others. You pray for others to receive salvation. You pray for others to grow in their walk with Christ. You pray for, for your family. You pray for your neighborhood. You pray for your country. We also have a responsibility. Hallelujah. And we have been given the ability, the grace to fulfill that responsibility. 
So when we see things we don't like in our society, we are not those who cry and complain. We are not those who sit and fold our hands. We take charge because we are kings and we are priests. Hallelujah. In the area where you are, you know, you start praying. You intercede for that place. There must be changes there because you are there. When you look in the word of God, the people who God had sent were not ordinary people. Lives were changed. Their lives were so inspiring and they were so amazing because they lived according to the power and glory of God at work in their lives. Hallelujah. And especially now in these last days, we ought to go out and win souls. We ought to go out and win souls. Hallelujah. Because winning souls and preaching the gospel to others is your proof of love for God. Hallelujah. You love them because you love God. And because you love them, you do not want anybody to be lost. Hallelujah. You do not want them, and it's more than just about just going to heaven. Because when Jesus taught the disciples to pray, there was a very instructive thing he said. He said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning that his coming was to bring heaven to earth. Not so that you could wait and start enjoying heavenly life in heaven. So when people are around you, they enjoy the presence of God. They enjoy heaven on earth. Because what do you find in heaven? You find the presence of God. You find the word of God. You find the power of God. You find the glory of God. All those things are things that he has given to us. Because he said the kingdom is within you. If he says the kingdom is within you, it means that you carry heaven within you. If God himself lives within you, hallelujah, it means you are not an ordinary human being. It means you carry God's goodness and you are responsible to dispense it to your world. Hallelujah. When he said the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he says you will have power. That is power to cause changes. Hallelujah. He caused changes. The Lord Jesus caused changes when things were not going well. That's what he did. When he found a crippled man, he said, pick up your mat and walk. Hallelujah. In, this, in Acts chapter 3, you know, we, say, we can say that was Jesus. Peter did the same. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up, pick up your mat and walk. Hallelujah. So, what am I saying to you? Don't look down on yourself. Christianity is more than just a life of going to church and praying it's, it, or, or, or religious activities. It is having the life of God in you such that you can share it with all those around you. Hallelujah. Such that you can share it with all those around you. Praise the Lord. You live, you yourself live a higher kind of life. You live a life of victory. You live a life of glory. Hallelujah. Because that's what he came to give us. But not only that, you now give others the opportunity to enjoy that life as you share the word of God with them. Hallelujah. You know, I've made up my mind. The more I study the word of God, I've made up my mind that my life cannot be ordinary. My life, every time, one thing I always practice is when I'm at the office, I say I must always come with a superior solution. I must always speak words that are of a higher kind of standard because the wisdom of God is at work in me. 
Hallelujah. When Jesus spoke, the soldiers who were sent to go and arrest him, they came back empty-handed. And they said, why didn't you arrest him? They said, no man spake like this man. Hallelujah. And what Jesus really came to do was to make us to be like him. Hallelujah. That's what he came to do. He came to give us that same ability to live the life that he lived. Yes, he's still superior to us. He's still God. But he came to give us a certain kind of life. When you study the word of God, that is all you'll see. You'll be shaken and said, I can't continue living this kind of life. As I study the word of God, there are things that happen. It's like it sets me on fire. And I begin to think, even if there was something that was not necessarily bad, but it was good, but now you leave the good for the better. You leave the better for the best. For the best, Because there's always a continuous improvement and change in your life. The Bible says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Hallelujah. So your life is a life filled with glory. In this coming year, make sure to study the word of God. Get ready to live a life that is an unending stream of the miraculous and the supernatural. Because the Holy Ghost is in you. Hallelujah. Refuse to live an ordinary life. Because of this day that we celebrate today. The birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Make sure you study the word of God like never before. Make sure you pray like never be before. Hallelujah. The one thing I've come to find out about life is that life is so easy. Because you just express. Your, your life should just be an expression of your relationship with God. As you relate with God and fellowship with him, you become one. The more you fellowship, the more you think like him. The more you fellowship, the more you pray, the more you study the word, the more you are transformed, the more you walk like him, the more you do things like him. It, it, it will even get to a point whereby you don't even think, well, what do I do in this situation? What will God want me to do? Where you, where you have to pray for five hours before you know. The more united and one you become with him, you'll find yourself now walking in his ways without even thinking about it. Because your word, your mind has been so programmed, your spirit has so imbibed the word of God that it's now become natural to you. And that's where we ought to be. Hallelujah. Say, I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm grateful to God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are a king and you are a priest. Hallelujah. You are a king and you are a priest. Praise the Lord. Study the word. Study the word. Listen to messages. Keep coming to church. Never let your life be the same. After today, your life cannot be the same. When you come to the house of God, listen, this is not just a building. This, this place has been designated as the house of God. In the house of God, the word of God goes forth. In the house of God, you receive solutions. You are built by the word of God. Your life is upgraded by the word of God. You are transformed by the power of God. Hallelujah. You cannot leave the same way you came. Hallelujah. Because there is a transformation that happens every time you are in the presence of God. The Bible says when Saul, when Saul, King Saul, entered into the company of prophets, the spirit came upon him and he too began to prophesy. It says he was changed into another man. 
So each time you come into the presence of God, you yourself are changed into another man. Hallelujah. So, like I said, keep growing in your knowledge of God. Keep growing in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a personal relationship with Him. Don't just know about Him, but know Him. Hallelujah. Grow in your knowledge of Him. In your personal knowledge of Him. Hallelujah. Grow in your knowledge of Him. Grow in your knowledge of what He has done for you. Because you can't live the life that He has given to you beyond the knowledge that you have. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, your revelation is your limitation. So the more you know, the more you can live and enjoy in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. And finally, ensure that you will win souls like never before. That you will preach the gospel like never before. You know, this is the last Sunday of the year. Hallelujah. This is the last Sunday of the year. This is an opportunity, a time for us to reflect on how we've lived, how we've done in fulfilling God's plan for our lives. And the beautiful thing about God is that maybe this year you may not have done what you wanted to do or what he has called you to do. But God is a God of restoration. God is a God of restoration and he is able to give you speed such that next year you will live five years in one. Hallelujah. That is the beautiful thing about God. Nothing with God is impossible. Hallelujah. So thank you very much. I trust that you were blessed, you were encouraged, hallelujah, and once again, Merry Christmas. <laughs>